the love of God. If I asked you, if I asked the average person, they would say, we know that God is love. First John chapter four, God is love. But what does that mean? Does it mean, so, oh, I know what it means. It means God loves us and we're supposed to love other people. Yes, but to say God is love actually reveals who he is as we look at that. In order to have love, you have the lover, the one who loves. You have the beloved, the one who receives the love and then reciprocates, loves back. And, and you feel this, this love that's so big, so real, that like the love between the two it is love. Okay, so you have the, the lover, the beloved, and the love. Does it mean each, each is part of what love is? No. Each is the fullness of love. Uh, to love is to experience love. To receive love is love. And the experience, of that, that connection is love. One love, but kind of three distinctions. Does that make sense? So we say, God, we say God is love, that for all of eternity, that the Father loves the Son, the second person of the Trinity. And for all of eternity, the Son reciprocates that love, and the love between them is so real that it becomes, it's, it is another person, the Holy Spirit. And so we have three persons, one God. That's what we celebrate today. Today is the most holy trinity, which is interesting. That to say most means, well, it means the most. You know, that there's, there's nothing higher. The most holy trinity is there's nothing higher than God, which makes sense. And this idea, it, it, I think it's important. We're, we're Holy Trinity Newman Center. Hope we want to understand that. You know, so uh, let's let's understand that. What for all from the beginning, like in, in the Old Testament time, you could say that people knew that there was one God. They're like, there's one God. And so all of a sudden, Jesus comes along and they and he says, I am God. And they're like, well, no, no, there's one God, and you're standing here in front of us. The the one God is uncreated, and you're here. Like, you're not God. But then Jesus proves, he shows, he's like, I am God. He forgave sins. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus forgave sins. He healed people, raised him from the dead, and then he raised from the dead. And Jesus send, says that the Father will send you the spirit of truth, the advocate. And so the, the Father the, sends the spirit, the, the connection, the relationship of love between the Father and the Son. And so... That God, in his essence, is a communion of love. Why is this so important? What does this contrast with? Because I think sometimes, as college students, we can look to God and feel God's not love. God is judgmental. God is disappointed in me. God, why would God want a relationship with me? It doesn't make sense. 
And so our experience at times can feel very different from the essence of who God is. And so this, this mystery of the Trinity, I, mean, I want to define both that. It's actually the, the, the highest mystery we have. Just a side note. Like, if we talk about Jesus, Jesus is fully human, fully divine. That's a really big mystery to understand. Trinity's higher than that. The Eucharist that we're going to receive in a few minutes, God, body, blood, soul, and divinity present. Wow, that's a huge mystery. The Trinity is higher than that. Because it has to do with who God is. And who God is is the source of all being, affects all being, which is you and I. And so... Side note, it's not, yeah, there's a lot of philosophy and things here. Uh, mystery, to say something's a mystery, sometimes people can cop out and say, oh, it's a mystery, you can't understand it. And, and it's like, no. Um, what, a mystery is not something unknowable. A mystery is something infinitely knowable. So, like, think of a person in your family. Um, I know this person. And the longer I've known them, I keep learning more about them. That, that's, a better, that's a better analogy there to the mystery of God. doesn't mean we can't know God, but it means we will spend the rest of our lives knowing him more and more. And he's infinite. And so there's always more. The fact that we know that God is Trinity is because he's revealed himself. That Jesus came... So that we would know that God desires a relationship with us. And it's hard, it's hard, to, it's hard to be in relationship with a, a divine entity. You know? it, and so God comes to reveal himself being fully human, fully divine in Jesus. So that we can wrap our minds around this. That, that God, it, I understand how to have a relationship with a person. And God wants a relationship with me. Because he is a person. One God, three persons. Does that make sense? Is your head hurt yet? Okay, I'll keep going. Um, so, we, so God is a communion of persons. That's, that's what he, he wants for us. He, he, and he makes us in his image and likeness. That you and I were made for relationship. We weren't made just to work. We weren't made just to experience different feelings, high and low. We find our greatest high in relationship. And so we see a reflection of the Trinity in the human family. Again, we're made in the image and likeness of God. And so you see a husband love his wife, give himself to his wife in love. The wife receives that love and offers herself back. She reciprocates that love. And the love between them is so strong, so real... So tangible that nine months later we give him or her a name. <laughs> do, do, do you see how that's an image, a reflection, a shadow, so to speak, of the Trinity? That, that God has he's revealed himself even in, in our creation and who we are. And he actually, by making us in a family, it's preparing us, it's teaching us about relationship so that we can enter into relationship with him, the relationship we were made for. So our families are meant to teach us about relationship. They're meant to teach us about God. But our families are human. And actually, I've seen it again and again, 
where there's division and separation within families, it makes the idea of God, if I don't have a good relationship with people in my family, the idea of having a relationship with God just feels that much further away. And so often, in order to grow in our relationship with God, at the same time, we're invited to grow in our relationships with our families. And our families are meant to teach us about God. And sometimes we do that really well. There was, I remember my first parish in Hol- at Holy Cross in Mesa. One day, it was a, a Monday, and this, um, the secretary called, hey, uh, Father Matt, are you available? Uh, yeah. And so I go out, and there's a father there. And he says, um, hey, Father, are you available? Uh, my family's here. We were traveling. We didn't, get to go to conf- we didn't get to go to Mass yesterday. And so we're all here to go to confession today. And the father says, I'll go first. That is a powerful witness. That is a father teaching his family about what's most important and leading the way. I bet you the children and the wife of that family, they understand what love is. They understand what it means to put God first. Because the father is showing them the way. And so when relationship is done well, it helps us. When it's done poorly, when it hurts us. There's a, there's a video out there on YouTube um, called Rat Park. And the video actually has to do with addiction. But what they talk about is they said, okay, if you take a rat in a cage and you give them two bottles, a bottle of water and a bottle of heroin, that the rat will, might taste the water, but in the end is going to keep drinking the heroin. Uh, which is pretty destructive, as you might imagine. So, but they said, if you take maybe a bigger cage and you put in more rats and you have the two bottles there, the rats, they, they might taste the heroin, but in the end, they'll actually drink the water and not the heroin. Why? Because now they have relationships. That they, they run around with each other, they interact with each other, they play with each other. And because they're fulfilled in the way they were created for, even as rats, that they have no need to uh, do something to distract themselves from reality, to make themselves feel better for a moment, but then they feel worse later. Does that make sense? So, okay, that's rats. What about humans? Well, the human experiment, so to speak, was the Vietnam War. In Vietnam, it was estimated that about 20% of the soldiers were, were using heroin during the war. A lot of drug use. And they're like, uh-oh, when they come back, it's going to be bad news. But when they came back, 95, 95% of them never became junkies, never struggled with that. Why? Because they came back to relationship, to spouses, to children to neighbors, to friends, to the VFW. They, they, they had community and relationship. And so they were fulfilled and they didn't need an escape. They didn't need a distraction from reality. They didn't, they didn't need something to numb the pain of loneliness. Because they had communion. They had relationship. You and I are created for relationship. And when we have it, when we have communion, it fulfills us. And we don't, we don't need to look for an escape or a distraction. 
Interestingly, since the 60s, our families have become smaller, and yet our homes have become bigger. That our technology has actually kind of made us a little more isolated. And so maybe people today turn to drugs and alcohol still. But there's other distractions. There's um, pornography, where I go to that and I get a hit of dopamine. I feel good, but then it exacerbates this feeling of loneliness. And I feel more disconnected from other people. I think we see a lot of, um, there's other things too. I, I see almost anything with a, like a, you know, a lot of people, where do we spend our time? You know, video games are made nowadays to keep us, our brains firing, making us feel dopamine and excited. And so it draws us in here, which draws us out of real relationship. And so the point of the Rat Park video is the answer to addiction is connection. The answer to isolation is relationship. And so whatever difficulty we're going through, the answer is actually relationship. To tell somebody what we're going through, to talk to a counselor, but ultimately to talk to God who stands at the door waiting for us. I think the image... I love this image that we have. This is a, it's an image of the story of Abraham. It's an, a foreshadowing of the Trinity that three heavenly messengers visit Abraham in the Old Testament in Genesis. And I love about this image is it's communion. And you and I are invited into that communion. It's almost like they're opening the way for us to come to be in relationship with them, which is exactly what God does. God, God prepares the table. God opens up the door, and he waits for us to have relationship with him. Because in him, we find our fulfillment, our happiness. And our life, our choices may take us far from him, like the, the story of the prodigal son, when he's seeking happiness, which actually distances himself from his father. But the moment he turns back, the father welcomes him with love. That you and I, we might feel really disconnected from God. But God waits for us. He waits to invite us into that relationship that he's desired with us for all eternity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And when we enter into that, that's where we find our fulfillment, our happiness, what we were made for. I was talking to a student who graduated a year ago and... She is in graduate school, but she said to me, she said, Father, I think God might be calling me to religious life. And I was like, oh, wow. Um, what's that like? What's going on? And she's like, well, I just, I pray, and I, I'm filled with so much peace that I just want to be with God. And I just finished my first year of graduate school, but I'm thinking of kind of dropping out. My parents are really mad because I have all this debt. She said, but I just feel like I just want to... I just want to go be with God. And so I asked her, I said, what's it like to be with God? And she said, I feel full. That's what God wants for us. To satisfy our heart. To let us know that we're not alone. 
but that he desires a relationship with us. And he gave us people. He wants us to be in relationship with people around us. That we were made to be in relationship with the blessed Trinity to experience and to know intimately the God who is love.